This is Channel 253. In this episode of Citizen Tacoma. Out of this pandemic, uh, one of the things we can get is that we redesign and rethink how we provide services to our community through public agencies and how we partner with uh, all of our community partners to um, make sure that we broaden the tent and are inclusive in in, um, not just who we serve, but how we serve them. Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Citizen Tacoma. We are continuing our series where we interview uh, the people who are running for office. Elizabeth Bonbright is a Tacoma School board member, although they're called Tacoma School Directors, um, which I still think is kind of a weird name, but uh, that's what they're called. And uh, she is running to retain her seat. Uh, Let's get to the interview. All right, we are here with uh, school board director Elizabeth Bonbright, who is running to retain her seat. Welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth. Thank you, Eric. Happy to join you. I'm excited to to get to know you. You know, um, I because of uh, the pandemic, pandemic, I, I haven't actually met you in person. So I'm excited for when that happens. Yeah, um, me but too. Why, don't you, why don't you tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? What br- brings you to this work? Well, um, I'm. Uh, a 30-year veteran of um, child care and early learning systems. I was the uh, executive director of Child Care Aware of Washington for 22 plus years and was also on the national uh, board for NACRA and Child Care Aware of America for, uh, for 14 of those years. So my, I'm a policy wonk who, who loves child care, early learning, family-related issues. And so I retired in 2019 and um Several of my friends thought that I should uh, throw my hat into the ring for uh, the open seat on um, the Tacoma Public Schools, which I did in 2000, um, November of 2019. They chose me, which I was very excited about. So it's been about 18 months I've served in this role. And um, originally, you know, I sought that appointment uh, as a way to give back to my community um, and share my 40 years of public policy and systems building expertise. Um, I all my work professionally before that had been at the state and national level. And so I wasn't as familiar with what was going on in my own backyard other than my own kids went through the Tacoma Public School from both my girls went through from kindergarten through uh, high school graduated from TPS. So um, I I understood what was going on in the school system, but uh, wasn't involved in the policy realm. And so this has given me the, um, and, and then, you know, of course, the 18 months serving during a worldwide pandemic and social unrest has sort of broadened and deepened my, and strengthened my commitment to the work. And, and there, now I'm seeking to retain my seat. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, what's your Tacoma story? It sounds like you've been here for quite a, quite some time. If uh, if yep. uh, you've sent two kids through all of uh, Tacoma Public Schools, yep, I have been in Tacoma for thirty years. As a matter of fact, thirty years this year. So um, it's it's been 
It's been a fabulous, I love Tacoma. It, and I think back and those of you who've been around that long or longer um, know that rapid change and growth that we have experienced in this city. And when I moved here, um, I uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I was a, tran- a transplant from California. You know, it's like an evil phrase, but- We, we welcome everyone in Tacoma. Oh, thank you. Uh, anyway, so so um, when I came up here, I just, I loved it. it. It's a small city feel, but but it has all the amenities of, of, a, of a large city. And so really um, it's been a fabulous place to raise kids and to- to have be you know close to the outdoor activities and and uh, enjoy nature and we have a beautiful park and um, you know progressive uh, city um, and people that you know that cares about its citizens and so it's just been a nurturing place to grow up to have my kids grow up. That's wonderful to hear. Um, I want to dig in on some of the things that that, that you mentioned uh, and why don't we start with uh, with you know the the, the pandemic. Um, that created a lot of challenges specifically around uh, schools and education. And I have two kids um, who are in Tacoma Public Schools right now. And, you know, to start with, you know, there was just this this sense of like, no one knows what's happening, shut it all down, try to figure things out. And then in the fall, we kind of tried to fit, you know, okay, how are we going to do this? What are the criteria? Um, what was that time like for you? How did you weigh some of those questions? <laughs> well, uh, um, it was an interesting time. I was less than three months on the board um, at the point when schools shut down, and I think um, uh, you know we had we had be already been digging deep as a board into priorities for the year, and and our top priority that we were discussing as a team on the board, the five of us, was the mental health of our students because that issue had had come up on around other um, you know before. And so we actually had just done one of the most innovative um, processes that has happened. I think we were the first in the state if anyone else has even done it. But the board uh, decided to go out to each of the high schools and middle schools. So we did 19 visits. Um, uh, Each board member took four schools, um, two high schools, two middle schools, or some combination thereof. And met with students directly one-on-one um, that had been referred by counselors or the principal or themselves. They'd self-referred to be part of this conversation. And we got some very real, um, deep, uh, painful, um, insightful information from these kids about what they would like us as policymakers on the board to do to help them, um, you know, um, maneuver through school and their lives at this point, a critical point. And so we just finished the last one the day before school closed. So we were actually naively thinking that we had kind of gotten this glimpse and we were going to come in and start thinking about what we needed to do for student mental health. And then boom, schools are shut. And we are, you know, that kind of went not to the back burner, but it went to the side as we figured out all the logistics of um, what, how, how we were going to, um, serve our, our, our students and, and, and families. We had 2,500 um, laptops in the possession of Tacoma Public School for uh, 28,000 students. So um, yeah, that changed our perspective a bit. And so we, we were rolling on how to get all those computers. And every, mind you, every school district in the country was realizing that they needed to get computers. So we actually were... Um, pretty aggressive in moving forward. And I have to uh, proudly say that by December, 
So less than a year, less than a year later, uh, we are a one-on-one, one-to-one computer school. And, and by September, we had um, fourth through 12th grades, one-on-one to one. And then by Christmas, we had um, the whole school system uh, had a computer in their hand. And so every student. And so that was a huge move. So while that's going on, we also had to deal with staffing issues um, and and concerns about um, you know safety and security. Plus, the biggest thing at the time was how to feed these kids because a lot of the kids we have a sixty four percent low uh, you know a free and reduced lunch population in our school system, and that's a lot of students that depend on breakfast and lunch every day at school five days a week. So we kicked that in the high gear and planned a way to get um, food meals out to students. And again, proud to say that our nutrition services staff just pulled it out of a hat and they we've set it up at the 10, 10 middle schools and then we took the buses and delivered food out into communities and we served over a hundred over one million meals between the uh, the couple of weeks after the week after they closed schools down until the last day of school in June one million meals to any student any any child in Pierce County that wanted one could come and get one, you know, not just our school district, we were feeding any kid that was hungry. And we got national recognition on that as well. But so there was a lot on our plate, um, as well as policies, um, you know, that, that, that came into play, because we didn't have, you know, policies about uh, you know, what what kids could do on these computers we were giving them and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And last night, we actually just passed our first one to one um, policy around how going forward we're going to protect students um, from cyber, you know, uh, cyber uh, misuse of the of the computer systems and mm-hmm. people trying to get in. And so there's just a lot on the plate. I'm not sure where to start. It's it's a, it's big. Yeah, it it really is big. Do you uh, foresee that that I mean now that they have them, will will students have um, will Tacoma Public School students have computers? you know, forever now, basically, or is this just a one-time yep. thing? No, this is, this is a, this is the future. We were co- contemplating this before the pandemic hit. We were thinking about how we could get more computers in the hands of students. Now that they've got them, uh, this is a permanent uh, placement uh, tool, a learning tool. And as a matter of fact, we had originally thought we'd kept, pull them back at the end for summer. Um, and the decision was just made, nope, this is a fabulous opportunity for students during the summer to um, minimize their learning loss because mm-hmm. summer is a, is a period of learning loss for a lot of kids. Um, and because we, they're having those computers, they're going to be able to go out and, and, and do, you know, work with the libraries. And, and we have programs, our librarians within our school system at Tacoma Public Schools are planning, you know, um, opportunities to reach out during the summer to students and give them things to read, books and, and, and access to different um, materials to keep their brains moving and functioning and, and curious. Um, so That's the great. computer, the computers are going to solve another or help to address another problem that we've always, you know, struggled with. Yeah. Something you also mentioned in, in, in that earlier description as you were uh, talking about yourself and what it's like to serve during a pandemic is you mentioned, uh, you know, the, uh, the social unrest and the struggle for racial justice, um, and on your website, you talk about um, reimagining what an anti-racist community looks like. And I'm curious, what does that mean to you specifically in schools or more broadly as a, as a community? Great question. Um, I'll just say that I, for I firmly believe that racial justice, economic justice, 
social justice and environmental justice are inextricably linked and they must be addressed in a holistic approach. Um, as a Tacoma school board member, I'm personally laser focused on undoing institutional racism within our district and building an equitable nurturing and empowering academic and social environment for all of our students, pre-K through 12th grade, as well as our staff. Um, and for those that know Tacoma Public Schools well, know that we're a whole child, whole educator in district, which is a unique um, approach to, to, to education and, and employment. Uh, and it really is, we, we really think about the social emotional um, learning as well as the social and the mental health of our, our students and our, and our staff. And I think that, you know, this whole racial justice piece is we have got to dig deeper and make sure that there's, that we are really addressing each person for whatever um, inequity they might be facing um, to help them succeed, grow, and, 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 um, and blossom. Um, we, as a matter of fact, I'm on the policy equity policy review planning team that has, uh, that for Tacoma Public Schools, that we've just been going through this process to develop a methodology at methodology for reviewing all of our district policies through an equity lens. And again, last night, we had a big board meeting last night, Last night, we um, just passed the uh, that policy that we the, the the structure for that, and what we created within that structure is an equity policy review team, which we are now have out on our website. Um, members of the public can apply to be on that policy review team and help us make sure that all the policies that we. Um, that we currently have, we're going to do a review of all of our policies, but also any we do in the future will be done through an equity lens so that we're consistent and, and uh, purposeful. Um, so that's that. But also, in addition to being the vice president of the school board, I am also a chair of JMAC, which is the Joint Municipal Action Committee, uh, which is um, a group of elected officials here in Tacoma, uh, representing the City Council of Tacoma, the Pierce County Council, Metro Parks Tacoma, uh, Tacoma Public Schools, the Port of Tacoma, Pierce Transit, and the Puyallup Tri Tribe of Indians. And soon we are hoping to have the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department join. It's a group of elected officials from each of those elected bodies that get together every month and work through um, you know, issues of concern to the community. And we have been working for the past um, six months, actually, on this innovation assessment and planning process to create pathways to create a more anti-racist community. So um, what were the three issues that we've, uh, our work has followed sort of three interconnected themes, um, justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, which we call JEDI, a little bit of a, hmm. a Star Wars theme there. Um, public health and safety, and that's both the COVID piece as well as the safety, security, policing component. And the third one is community wealth building. And um, so we uh, just had a, a meeting today where we're, we went over an asset map tool that we are actually building to um, con con define what, each, what we already have in place in our community. And we, so we can see the gaps and then it's all going to culminate in the fall with a summit of 60 bringing together community leaders in these vital thematic areas to give purpose and voice and direction to our collective vision. So that's that's kind of in a nutshell what I've been doing to help move the equity question forward. That's really interesting. Um, 
and and that's all of those different agencies uh, working together, two different elected officials, staff working together. Um, how do you foresee that that rolling out over the next, I don't know, months or year or something like that? This is this is transformational work. So it's hard um, and it's perfect timing. I mean, if, if we can get anything out of this pandemic, uh, one of the things we can get is that we redesign and rethink how we provide services to our community through public agencies and how we partner with uh, all of our community partners to um, make sure that we broaden the tent and are inclusive in in um, not just who we serve, but how we serve them. And so the goal is, is that after the summit of 60, when we have um, this input, we're going to take, a, we're going to be doing a grid where we can see here are the gaps in our asset map. Um, you know, where do we have energy and, um, and, and expertise and urgency and do, you know, sort of focus on those first. So what this will be doing is giving us a pathway forward. And I hope this is the, this is the, the purpose and the work of JMAC into the future. Uh, we, we basically are going through a reboot of JMAC and giving it, um, rather than agencies just sharing what they're up to. Now we're talking about how we can leverage and partner and really boost each other's work. And, and, um, I'm, it's just, it's a, it's a great time to be leading this group through this process. That's wonderful. Uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. And then when we come back, uh, got some more questions. So stick around. Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. And I've been a customer of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid. Really, my parents set up a savings account for me, and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big banking conglomerate. It was from TAPCO, and I still have that too. What I appreciate about TAPCO is that they are intensely local. Just like Channel 253, TAPCO keeps its focus on just Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy to reach locations in the Tacoma area, and when I don't want to drive, I just use online banking. And they still help parents teach their kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings, not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes like cupcakes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Welcome back to the interview with Elizabeth Bonbright. But first, I just want to thank our sponsor and thank the members of Channel 253 who help keep us going. Uh, your support for this podcast and our many others um, is, is just crucial. And if you want to support what we do, if you like uh, this public service on Citizen Tacoma, uh, please consider supporting us. Channel253.com slash membership, $4 a month, $40 a year. Truly, you help us uh, keep the lights on and keep uh, keep recording. So thank you. And back to Elizabeth Bonbright, uh, who is uh, on the Tacoma School Board and is running to retain her seat. I want to ask you about um, a recent uh, leadership change that happened. So Carlos Anterno uh, retired after many years leading the district, had a lot of uh, uh, transformation under her tenure and uh, the board selected uh, the deputy, Josh Garcia, uh, to 
to be the next uh, head of Tacoma Public Schools. There, there wasn't, a, a, you know, a, a so-called national search or anything like that. Uh, why, why forego that? Why, uh, what, what did you see in Josh that, that made you want to uh, just go directly to him? Well, firstly, firstly, let me say that Carla hasn't hasn't retired quite yet. Uh, what she did was bless, blessedly gave us a year notice. Um, her contract actually goes for three more years, but she said she was going to be ready to retire by July, by June 30th, 2022. So that gave us a time to think through how did we want to do this? And we could have gone through the national search and, you know, spent the money, spent the time. Um, but we started asking ourselves the question about, what would we gain from a search and what do we currently have in um, Deputy Director uh, Dr. Josh Garcia, who was interested in in um, stepping into the position? What we have in Josh is he he and Carla have partnered together. She hired him shortly after having as his as her deputy shortly after having taken on the role. And they have worked together for the past eight to 10 years to to, um, to really transform Tacoma Public Schools. And absolutely, Carla was the heart and the, and the you know, and, and the vision behind it um, in, in many ways. But um, Josh Garcia also was the man who made it happen and, uh, you know, had brought in the right people and, you know, really had some vision. He's the one who brought whole child, whole educator as a concept to and, and implemented that. And there's just they, they were a great partnership all along the way. And so what we decided, and Carla um, was very um, aligned with this, was that if she um, what she was willing to sort of step out of the superintendent role and become a superintendent um, uh, on special assignment and be able to use her time. Um, and, then, and let me back up to say all this happened after we'd gone through the pandemic. So we'd experienced what what crisis was like and what where some of our gaps were. And so one of the things that um, you know, Carl Santona saw is she had done a fantastic job of creating uh, a new learning environment where kids thrive. But the the, you know, there were gaps that showed up through the through the pandemic where where she said, I need to focus my energy on this. This is my legacy. This is what I want to do. And that's things around equity and around, you know, um, the, the different curriculum co- issues that we have around kids, whether it's relates to them or not, you know, um, culturally. And so um, that's what she wanted to do. And we said, well, great. And and Josh was going to step up and be the new superintendent. and Carla could do a more intensive deep dive and the partnership still continues. She can mentor him in ways that, that, you know, she feel that we all feel, you know, might have been, um, you know, that he might not have had experience with, although I, I think he's pretty darn experienced. And so, you know, Josh was a teacher. He was a principal. He, he, you know, he's, he's done all the jobs all the way up and he knows the system. He's got the trust of the community partners. And we just, uh, you know, push come to shove when it when we came to the vote that we had very little pushback uh, from the public about it. People were mostly com- complimentary. So I think it was a good choice when you've just been through a crisis and you've come out not just standing, but thriving. You have to look at your leadership and say, what did we do right here? And then keep it. Uh, we we also know in, if you look around, there have been a lot of, of, of shifts in uh, superintendent roles in the in the area. And most of them 
have chosen to uh, pull the deputy up rather than go out for a, for a search for the superintendent because they've already experienced a couple of times before um, superintendent hiring a new superintendent after a search and then lasting six months or two years and then having to do it all over again. Um, we have a vision at Tacoma Public Schools that we believe in and it has been successful. We aren't there's nothing broken. I mean, you know, yes, there's lots we could we could continue to fix and improve. Absolutely. No question. But the system and the leadership isn't broken. We don't need to somebody to come in and fix it. What we need to do is keep the the mission uh, moving on the mission and the vision and just improving it and augmenting it and making it better. Thank you. Um, one of the other and the, you know this is uh, true probably for uh, any time I could ask this question, but there's always tension, um, I would say, to some extent between uh, the leadership, the board, uh, and um, teachers. And that was especially true uh, with the strike that we saw three years ago, I think it is now. Um, I know that there were some concerns from teachers about uh, going back to work before they were vaccinated, some things like that. How, are, how do you see uh, the relationship right now, either between yourself and the teachers or just the district in general and the teachers? I think one of the things folks don't realize until you're sitting in the board seat is that um, Tacoma Public Schools is a extremely large and complicated organization. Um, it's got a, a very large budget and it's got 5,000 staff and uh, serves 20, 28, 20, almost 29,000 students. And so there's a lot of pieces there. Um, and there are um, 11 un bargaining units that we work with um, for the employees, not just the teachers. The teachers is by far the largest but it's not the only one. And so at any given point in time, you've got negotiations going on for uh, with, with staff. Um, and so there's always push-pull uh, on from, from everyone. But but the and I think when you, you brought up that the uh, pandemic and you know how that might have shifted or how that you know impacted the, the teachers, uh, again, it impacted every staff. Um, we had we tried our very, very best to not lose anybody. To, to sort of keep people on if we could. It just what came down to after time, after being closed for a long time, we did have the hourly employees were, um, we couldn't, we, you know, you couldn't pay them. It's, it's illegal to give um, public dollars and pay someone for work they haven't done. The teachers were covered. Their money was coming in. They were still teaching. They were doing their thing. But some of the other staff, um, actually, we had to do reductions in force or reassign, you know, roles so they came on but do something else. So it, there was this huge ju juggling going on during the pandemic. And I have to say the teachers were noble about that and really understood that that they they still had a paycheck coming in. And a lot of their um, colleagues who were not uh, within that same uh, funding stream from the feds didn't. And so I think we actually, unlike some other districts, we actually had a, a really um, a good understanding with the teachers during the period of time. I'm not saying everybody was happy with the, you know with the assignments that they that they got or when we decided to start coming back, how that looked. Um, but I do think that. Uh, you know, the, the teachers worked just triple time. I mean, for those of you, you have young children at home, Eric, and I'm, and I'm speaking to all the people out there who do, you were trying to work from your, from your house with your kids who are then trying to juggle getting online. First, they didn't have um, laptops, then they did, but didn't, couldn't really figure them out. And so as a parent, you were trying to do triple duty. 
Well, the teachers also have their own children. And then they've got all these kids they're teaching and the people weren't putting the screens on. So the teachers are teaching to these blank screens. It was just mind-numbingly challenging for everybody involved. So I respect the teachers and I respect all of our staff and say everybody, you know, I just want to thank them all and say they just did a, a Herculean task. And um, and yeah, were some people annoyed or some people irritated or they wanted something different? Yes. And we have, you know, we were just trying to keep everybody all the lights on, everybody educated and, and the kids reached out, you know, that the kids were engaged. And so they may not have agreed, but at this point, we're still in, um, have great relationships and the, the negotiations uh, continue apace. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that at the end of this, everyone realizes that as difficult it was, it was for them. It was even more difficult for the others who were trying to make the decision about that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I think that that the teachers, um, I think the biggest change for the teachers was when we put up to come online. That was the other thing that was super amazing. Mm. A lot of districts didn't have that uh, the wherewithal to do that. And so those kids, the kids that needed to go online, went to private, you know, online or they went to private schools in the area. They just left the system. We actually put up an entirely new school um, to come online and then we had to staff it. So some teachers wanted to do that because they were um, they didn't want to go back to school without before being vaccinated. So before vaccines were available, so they chose to come online. Other teachers, you know, maybe were were put there because of the need within their own um, service delivery area. I think right now, now that we're we're past the pandemic and we now know that um, Tacoma Online is going to be a permanent school, we were it's going to be one of our schools just another school within our school. Um, I think things are settling in and people are finding their place where they want to be. And it sounds like we'll be moving into uh, full-time school in the fall. Is that still the plan? Well, yes, that's, that's our plan. That's our hope. Um, it's and we are moving in that direction. Um, I, the governor and, and um, Chris Rakedahl, this uh, superintendent of public instruction um, just, announced this week and the Department of Health, uh, State Department of Health, that we are not going to be bound by the county um, phases. We are going to be bound, schools are bound by their own requirements. And uh, right now we are going to have kids three feet apart in classrooms and six feet apart in other parts, you know, when they're not in the classrooms. And um, masks will be on, but kids will be in classrooms. And of course, that could all change by September because we Things could change. Yep. Yep. But, but as for now, we are planning to have all kids five days a week that, that want to be, we also have to come online. So families that don't have, maybe they've realized their child learns better in a virtual environment. Super. We've got a place for them now. So, so you think that that'll keep sticking around? Wow. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. We've already got, um, uh, I'm not quite sure how many, but at least a thousand uh, kids signed up for next year to be online. Wow. Some kids thrived on it. I mean, it really worked for them. They, they were lost in a classroom and, and this was their way of, of, of succeeding. So our, we're all about finding the way uh, that, that, that um, the pathway best for each child. Great. You mentioned something uh, when you're talking about uh, JMAC and the earlier assessment that one of the things that you were 
that that it was focused on was you know safety and there there that um, there was also equity and and you mentioned policing I guess is what I'm getting to mm-hmm. and that, that that the committee was looking at that I'm curious um, about uh, Tacoma Public Schools because they do have the relationships with the um, the, the, the Tacoma Police Department's uh, school resource officers, I believe that they are. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, are you comfortable with, with the police presence in the school? How do you think about those questions? Well, again, the pandemic um, made a choice for us. And when we closed the buildings, uh, we didn't need the SROs, the, uh, um, the um, police officers, the actually uniformed armed police officers from Tacoma Public uh, Tacoma Police Department to be physically at the schools so the city of Tacoma we that so we paused our contract with them and the city you know reabsorbed them into the the body of policing for the city and so we've gone all year with without the SROs and um and we it's given us an opportunity to think through not just about the SROs but our whole security system and how you know, how, what's the equity, you know, what does that mean? What is, you know, what is that, you know, what, what are we um, looking at when we're looking at security for our students? Um, You know, I have to say the SROs, the five um, officers that have been with Tacoma Public Schools, some of them for many years, some of them, others have come in, but we have, I think, almost consistently had amazing amazing people in those positions and they've made some really um, important uh, you know role mo- they've been real important role models and they've been helpful to the principals and to the staff and to the kids and so it's nothing personal about the police officers that were serving in that role but um, the role itself is has been in, under scrutiny uh, by the legislature and and Congress and others of uh, Anyway, and it just so happened another bill passed uh, this year that uh, that kind of augmented the one that passed two years ago, adding new training requirements and some specifics around, um, you know, de-escalation and how to address um, issues where, uh, you know, a student might be, um, you know, the, the issue, the problem isn't so much um violence as it is they're meant you know having a mental breakdown or some something going on here that you want to have a, a crisis intervention rather than a, um, a police officer there potentially um, those are all in the bill I mean there's all this training now and so we're actually getting a lot of um, a lot of help from the from the legislature saying this is what a, an SRO program should look like or this is what policing or, or security at schools should look like. And we're wrapping that and we're taking this time because our contract, oh, by the way, the contract with the school city of Tacoma just had a natural end. It was five years and it ends in June. And so we have time between now and uh, September and we're looking at it. We've got a committee working on it. We're thinking about it and um, we're going to fold that in with what the legislature now mandates and figure out if we can um, come up with a plan that may look different may not, but it will certainly have been analyzed and discussed. And we're talking to students, we're talking to, uh, to the teachers, we're talking to families. So, um, and of course, we're talking to the to the police department. But but generally speaking, um, as is everything in Tacoma, you know, it's every student every day and the kids come first. So we really want to figure out how we make it so that they don't feel um, traumatized in any way. Um, and so we're working on that. Okay. 
well, this has been a, a really enlightening interview. I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to say something about or any uh, anything that you want to add before we wrap up? Let me think for a second. Um, you know, I, I think that you asked um, some great questions and I think we got into most of it. Um, I, I think the biggest question that sometimes people don't really understand is um, is about this, for example, the funding that's coming down for ESSER um, from the feds for COVID relief. And the Tacoma Public Schools is about to get a, a lot of money. And I know that um, you, you talked about the teachers. And, Sorry, what what is ESSER? Just to make sure. Oh, it's uh, it's emergency. I, I can't remember what it stands for now. I just blanked on what it stands for. That, but that's it, fine. It's, it's, it's fed, a, it's it's fed federal, money. It's, it's like. the federal money that comes down for COVID relief from the American Recovery Plan. And it is, um, it is a, it, we've been getting, there have been three of them so far. The first one uh, was ESSER 1, then there was ESSER 2, and this is ESSER 3. But it's, it's basically what has been coming down from the beginning from the feds to it's about mitigation around COVID. And it's one time only money, but you have three years to spend it. But like they, they give you advice not to spend it on, you know, staffing because you can't sustain it. It's not permanent money. It's it's so it's it's for doing things like for districts who hadn't got an opportunity to buy to buy computers, to use that to buy computers. It's about that kind of thing. So um, and I think that there's a misunderstanding um, and maybe by some of the unions within the Tacoma Public Schools that. This is a great opportunity now with all this money. We can, you know, get raises or that's not what this money is for. That's not even an eligible use of it. So I think that's one of the pieces that I think what we are going to the community. um, There's some things we have to spend it on. And then there's a pot that is is more fluid and flexible. And we just talked about that last night at the board meeting, too. And we are now going out to community and um, and trying to get input on what community thinks we should do with this, these resources. So just to make sure folks are aware that that's happening as well. How much money are we actually talking about? I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, I think it was, I I can't remember. Um, Then it was a big number. So I'm, I'm sorry. I should know that, but I, um, that is absolutely okay. I was just curious. I I know that um, the pots of money that have been, Oh, there's a, I, I unmuted just in time for a garbage truck. <laughs> Maybe we can cut this out later. But anyway, I think I think that this is probably a good uh, time to wrap up anyway. Um, that's really good to know what's happening. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on to Citizen Tacoma. Well, thank you. And, and uh, hopefully um, I can come back again sometime soon. That, that would be great. And uh, I guess I do have one final question. Okay. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you on the oh. web? Perfect. Thank you for that question. Yeah, I have a website. It's my name, elizabethbonbright.com. And you can go to my website and see, you know, all about me and, you know, who's endorsing me and uh, some of what I believe in um, right there. So and I'd love to have folks if you're interested in in what I'm doing and want to know more, just please contact me and I would love to hear from you. You can you know, email me off the website or just elizabeth at elizabethbonbright.com. Wonderful. Thank you again. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Doug, too. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. Citizen Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. 
Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.